The LA Kings host the Edmonton Oilers tonight in a huge game as the 2022-23 regular season is winding down. We'll get into that big matchup and look ahead to the playoffs and even back at this past season with former LA Kings player and current LA Kings radio analyst Daryl Evans on this edition of Locked on LA Kings. You are Locked on Kings, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Kings. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Kings fans, welcome to Locked on LA Kings, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making Locked on LA Kings your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. Please like and subscribe if you're enjoying this content. My name is Eddie Garcia. I'm your host of Locked on LA Kings. I've worked in sports media for almost 30 years, 20 plus years at the Fox Sports Radio Network, also co-host of the Puck Podcast, a weekly NHL review show that's been putting out content for the past 16 years and a passionate LA Kings fan for 30 years. The Kings host the Edmonton Oilers in a huge game tonight for both teams. Kings enter the game against the Oilers tonight, one point up on Edmonton in the battle for home ice advantage in the first round of the playoffs. To join us to talk about that game and more, we welcome in former Kings forward and current Kings radio analyst, Daryl Evans to the show. Daryl, it is always a pleasure to talk to you. How are you? I'm great, Eddie. Always great talking to you. Uh, You know, it's a fun time of year. It's always exciting this time of year and Kings have got themselves in a real battle right now, which brings the games uh, a little more intensity to the games right now. No doubt about that. And, of course, you can always hear Daryl on the LA Kings iHeart Audio Network with the great Nick Nixon calling all of the games, which they will do tonight as well. Uh, but before we get into that big matchup tonight, uh, I know the Kings are dealing with some injuries right now. Kevin Fiala, Gabe Velarde, as far as the forwards, defenseman Mikey Anderson, Alex Edler. Uh, and I, from what I understand, uh, at the morning skate this morning, Todd McClellan was asked about it, and uh, he maybe was a little bit grumpy. Uh, <laughs> Russell Morgan of Hockey Royalty tweeted out that McClellan was asked about an injury update, and he said, quote, the players that aren't in the lineup tonight won't be in the lineup tonight, and I don't know where they'll be tomorrow, end quote. Uh, so not very revealing, and I don't know if that's encouraging, but I know I get, Daryl, you played next man up and all that stuff. I get it. Um, but And I know you're not a doctor. But I'm going to ask you, do you feel optimistic about some of the injury issues with the Kings right now that these players could be back for the playoffs or are you not sure at this point? You know, yeah, I am optimistic, you know, and that probably leads to uh, the way Todd McClellan has dealt with things leading up to today's conversation at the pregame skate this morning. Uh, he's probably been a little bit more revealing um, that the, t- the, the injuries maybe weren't long term. Uh, you know, that the guys were, you know, going to be able to make a return. He didn't give any specific timelines or dates or anything like that. I think the Kings are in a place of luxury right now, having clinched the playoff spot, that they don't have to rush these guys back. And I think they'll use the side, you know, the side of caution right now, make sure they get these guys healthy. They're also a team that's very, you know, they trust the depth that they have. You look what they went through last year. No, you know, no team went through more injuries than the Kings did last year. Next man up, you know, mentality type of thing, and that's the case tonight. Uh, you know, they'll go uh, with the same forward lineup that they had the other night, and uh, you know, Toby Bjornfoot, he'll step in on defense, and he's very familiar with the Kings, the the system they play. He's played a lot of games with them, and he's uh, very familiar with the Edmonton Oilers as well. So uh, it's just, uh, I don't want to say it's just another game, but. It's another game from the players, the coaching staff, and the players to get themselves prepared for and to trust that group that they have in the locker room. 
Now, each of the players that we mentioned that are dealing with the injuries are important in their own way. But I, I do want to ask you, looking towards the playoffs, do you feel like in general or the Kings specifically would be better off or would have a better at time of it if they had a Kevin Fiala, who's the leading scorer, or is it more important in the playoffs to have more of a shutdown defenseman like a Mikey Anderson? Well, I think both have you know great value to the team. Uh, you know, I don't think you prioritize one over the other. I think when you look at the defensive play of this team, it's not basically based on individual play, nor is the offense based on individual play. All guys contribute in their own way. Mikey Anderson, definitely a great shutdown defenseman, along with Drew Doughty in that pairing. But what it's done with his injury in particular, it's given the Kings a chance to pair up Gavrikov and Doughty to see how they how they perform together. Uh, might be something that you might have to use in the playoffs. You know, in particular games, you're protecting a one-goal lead. There's a penalty or something that comes up. So it's uh, an opportunity for them to be able to explore that. You know, Edler's experience, a guy back in the blue line, you know, you can't understate that, his presence in the locker room. But he also has the presence around the team on a day-to-day basis. Even last year when he was injured, the impact that he had on the team on those young defensemen. Kevin Fiala, you know, he's one of those guys that's irreplaceable. Uh, He's got great value to this hockey club. The, element is, the elements that he brings to the team is puck handling ability, puck protection, the vision that he has on the ice. There's no doubt that uh, you know he'll be missed. But again, it's an opportunity for other guys to be able to step up and get an opportunity. And this is where some of these young guys you know, or players down in the lineup, they crave for these opportunities. So it's a chance for them to get on the big stage. And that's not to say that they're going to replace guys like Kevin Fiala, but it's also a chance for those guys to go in and perform. And I think what happens from the coaching staff standpoint, you know, they get they get guys that are auditioning, uh, you know, try to make a show and make a name for themselves. So it, it can be a win-win. I mean, again, you can't understate you're going to miss these guys, but hey, they're not there, and you've got to go with what you got in the locker room. And I think the players understand that, the coaches understand that. Every team goes through it. The Kings aren't the only team that's a little bit banged up right now. Let's face it, they've played almost 80 games this season. Everybody's all banged up, bruised up. It's been a hard battle all the way through, and yet the battle has just begun. The goaltending situation is certainly an interesting one between Phoenix Copley and Jonas Corposalo. Copley apparently is getting the start tonight against the Oilers. Do you feel like a decision needs to be made on who's the number one guy at some point before we get to the playoffs, or do you think the Kings can – I know they're comfortable with both guys, but do you think there has to be kind of a declaration at some point that this is the guy we're going with to start or or not? Um, I don't think it's a must situation right now, again, because of the comfort that, you know, both players or both the goalies have from the team. And, you know, when they're in the net, uh, the players have done a great job at supporting either with, you know, with offense and defensive play. Uh, the Kings are having one of the best years, you know, defensively and with regards to blocking shots, franchise history. And that goes all the way to the forwards. You look at Andre Kopitar, you know, you look at him, the amount of years, the amount of games that he's played. Uh, the value that he has to this hockey club, and yet he's second in the NHL in forwards and block shots, only by three shots trailing Austin Matthews for the top spot. So, you know, he's committed, he's bought in. And uh, when it comes back to, you know, making that selection and goal, I think it's probably something that the coaches in the back of their mind, they have a little bit of a blueprint, a plan as to the way they want to approach the postseason. But I still think there's a, a little bit of jockeying around going, you know, going on in that, in that position. Uh, I think probably... By the time we get to Monday, I think the coaching staff will have a better indication as to where they are for those last couple of games next week. And I uh, would not be surprised to, to see the guy that gets 
those two games possibly next week uh, to be the starter when the, when the postseason comes about. Let's get into the specific matchup against the Oilers tonight. Of course, uh, the two teams met in the playoffs last year. It went seven games. They're, the way it's currently slotted, they would meet in the first round of the playoffs this year. Uh, Kings have won two of the three matchups so far this season. They were shut out 2-0 in Edmonton last week. Oilers have won four in a row and nine of ten, and we know they have two superstars in Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl. Um, what makes this team, Edmonton, uh, so good other than the obvious, and, and what are maybe some of the strengths and weaknesses you've seen so far in the matchups against the Kings? Well, the strength that they have is, you know, their offensive ability. Uh, and it's not just one or two guys. I mean, McDavid, Dreisaitl, those two guys, a one-two punch up the middle of the ice. You put them on the ice together. You look at Nugent Hopkins, who's having a career year. He's going to be probably going to tip, uh, you know, the 100-point uh, plateau for the first time in his career. They got 440 goals or 430 goal scorers already in their hockey club. Um, so th- they, they're a very deep hockey club. Um the addition of Ekholm back on the blue line definitely brought an element that that team needed. Bukestad up the middle of the ice gives them some size. So they're a different team than the Kings played last year in the postseason, as are the Kings. The Kings didn't have Victor Arvidsson. They didn't have Drew Doughty in that series last year. And obviously the coach, uh, the goalies are are different from last year. But uh, it's, uh, it's a team that, uh, you know, I think they've matured Edmonton in the experience that they got last year in the postseason. Uh, and the Kings have matured as well. Uh, you know, it, now it's a matter of, you know, getting back on that stage again. Um, there's no doubt that the Edmonton Oilers are a little bit more uh, prepared for uh, that in with regards to the experience that they gained last year. But I think the Kings, you know, through the way that they played this year, you know, it's been basically playoff hockey for a, for a long period of time. So if it is the matchup, um, you know, Oilers will play to their strength and that's that's their scoring and offense. They try to outscore their mistakes. And from the Kings' standpoint, it's tight defense, take advantage of the other team's, uh, you know, mistakes or 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 things that you force. You look at the last game in Edmonton that the Oilers won two nothing. It was a tight hockey game, as the score reflects. But the Kings had enough quality chances to be able to win that hockey game. Uh, you know, in net, Skinner had an outstanding game, uh, and you know the Kings have to find a way, you know, way to beat the goaltender. You know, they 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 missed opportunities and. Uh, you know, and that's how that's how tight the games are. So I think the team that capitalizes uh, on uh, on their opportunities is going to have an edge. Special teams, you know, Edmonton number one on the power play. Kings have, are number four right now, but they've been in, you know as as high as number two there. You know, going one two with the Oilers when they when they met up last week. And special teams will play a factor. You look at the season series. Kings penalty kill has been perfect against the Oilers. They've killed off all nine order power plays. You go back the last seven games, the Kings in the regular season have not allowed a goal in 20 penalties against the Oilers. So, uh, you know, it's it's going to be it's going to be a chess match out there. And again, opportunities definitely you got to take away time and space for McDavid and Drysaddle. They're game breakers, but I think the Kings have a couple of guys in their in their roster now that they can do that. Guys like Fiala, he's that type of player. Uh, maybe doesn't have the numbers that Drysaddle and McDavid have, but. He definitely is a, a difference maker. He's a game changer. Gabe Velarde's found a different level in his game. Uh, maturity, of, you know, Adrian Kempe, again, everybody thought last year maybe it was just a, you know, one and done type of year. He's a better player this year than he was last year. So I think they match up quite well, uh, you know, and if they do come across each other again in the postseason, it's going to be one hell of a series. We're going to have more with LA Kings radio analyst Daryl Evans in just a moment. But real quick, I want to remind you that today's episode of Locked on LA Kings is brought to you by FanDuel. 
The NBA season is winding down, and it's the perfect time to download the FanDuel app, America's number one sportsbook, because new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets back when your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Then you can bet on everything from the money line to point score to three-pointers made, plus FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with the same game parlay. So don't miss your chance on your no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash locked on. That is FanDuel.com slash locked on to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, the official sports betting partner of the NBA. So we were back uh, with Daryl Evans. And Daryl, the last time we spoke was at the All-Star break. And the Kings have been amongst the best teams in the league. Uh, as far as record and points scored since the All-Star break, 17-4-3. What's the biggest reason in your mind the team has been able to really get going in the second half of the season? It's been dialing and playing a defensive game, uh, you know, playing to their identity. I think in the early part of the year, you know, we probably talked about it before, was the addition of Kevin Fiala, the emergence of Adrian Kempe, Gabe Velarde getting off to a real solid start, Dano Arvison coming last year. You know, the Kings, there's no doubt they produce more offense, uh, successful power play. But I think they got caught up in playing in those run-and-gun games. And it wasn't until they really started to dial in defensively that they understand what it takes, what it's going to take in order to not only get into the postseason, but to have success in the postseason. And, uh, you know, they're committed. They block more shots than any team in franchise history. For the Kings, that is. They're sixth in the league in block shots. They do a lot of the little things and the little sacrifices. Uh, pay attention to detail, and especially when you're led – by your top guys, you know, Andre Kopitar, Drew Doughty, uh, Philip Deneau, you know, these guys here, they're all bought into a 200-foot game. So now the young guys that are coming along, uh, and, you know, Quentin Byfield's a great example of one. You know, he got moved to the wing on the Kopitar line, and how much the detail in his game has improved from a year ago. He's a completely different player. He now plays to his size. He's getting involved in, you know, the bumps and grinds along the boards, winning those battles, taking a little bit of that pressure off of Kopitar and Kempe. And now he just needs to bring the finish to his game. And when he brings that, when he brings the finish to his game, he's going to be one heck of a hockey player. So, um, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's going to be a battle, but uh, I think, you know, from the mental standpoint, there's a lot of confidence uh, and, you know, and, and there's a belief there. Um, there's a lot of trust in the coaching staff. They've got trust in the goaltending and uh, it's come together ni- nicely, uh, you know, but it's been collectively as a group contributions from a lot of different guys. Carl Grundstrom, who's got six goals in his last 13 games, you know, timely goals. One of these scores in Seattle the other night, picks the pocket of Tanev uh, to go in and give the Kings a little bit of a cushion. It ends up being the game-winning goal at the end of the night. But one heck of an individual effort out there. And those are the little things that, uh, you know, sometimes they go unnoticed by the masked audience, but teammates, coaches – opposition they respect those type of little plays that uh, that are difference makers in, at this time of year you know we also haven't talked to you since the trade that sent jonathan quick to columbus and eventually vegas uh and we're hearing that quick is not expected to start against the kings in the big game thursday in vegas we'll see if that's the case or not i think maybe some kings fans are relieved by that with their <laughs> divided loyalties um, but it was it was an earth-shaking trade you're obviously dealing away one of the greatest kings in franchise history uh, and and there was maybe amongst some a concern as to what that would have an effect in the locker room. But uh, have you been surprised at all how the Kings have been able to kind of put that situation behind them and move on and do so well so quickly? Uh, I think that's, uh, you know, a testament to the uh, leadership group on the team. 
you know, I think that uh, Andre Kopitar and Drew Doughty, uh, you know, I'll bring Edler into the group just because of his veteran experience. But those two guys in particular, I think, had it had a real negative effect in their play that may have dragged the team down. But I just think it shows the professionalism of those two guys go, uh, those two individuals in particular. We all know this part of the game, but you hate to see a guy like Jonathan Quick go. What you know, anybody that's been in LA and followed the Kings uh, understand what he's meant to this franchise. Uh, you know, there's things that he's done for this franchise that some of those records will never get touched. Uh, you know, the, just just his presence in the locker room. Uh, in the way the team performed in front of him. So it, it's it's a real, you know, it's it's a tough thing to do. But again, we all know it's part of the game. And, you know, for his standpoint, uh, you know, I'm glad that, you know, he didn't have to, you know, finish the season off in Columbus. I'm glad that he got to a team that was playing in meaningful games. And, you know, and then, uh, you know, he was able to, you know, all of a sudden get a little bit of energy. He was playing there on a consistent basis when they had their goaltending injuries. And uh, he put himself up into the number two spot for wins by American-born goaltender. So, you know, I, I couldn't be more happy for him in that regard. Uh, and, you know, if, if and when these two teams do come together, you know, whether it's the game on Thursday night in Vegas or in the postseason, and, you know, Jonathan Quick is between the pipes, between, uh, you know, against his old teammates, it's, it's, it's going to be a tough one. But uh, it, uh, it, uh, it, you know, it's one of those things that you never – you know, never thought would ever happen, but it happened. And, uh, you know, from the Kings standpoint, you have to look at where it's put the Kings. Uh, the key piece being they really needed to get that left shot defenseman. And Gavrikov has given them everything that they could imagine, uh, you know, back in that position. Uh, no coincidence that uh, the last four, 15 games now, the Kings have allowed two or fewer goals in 14 of those 15 games. And a lot of it, his, his presence out there, very active, uh, stick, uh, good position. Uh, he's helped on the penalty kill. Most stick checks in the NHL in the neutral zone. Uh, and then Corposalo, you know, what he's brought in net, you know, under a two goals against average. Again, a lot of that support from his teammates and all that, but he's played very consistent as is Phoenix Copley. So uh, sometimes when you have a player like Jonathan Quick with his status and what he what he does and, you know, what he's meant to a franchise, sometimes it's a little bit intimidating for other players to, to understand that. And sometimes when that presence is moved, removed, uh, other guys kind of, you know, they just kind of relax a little bit. And, you know, and that might be the case. Um, uh, Jonathan Quick, a very intense, intense presence. Uh, he's got nothing but win in his heart. And, uh, you know, we wish him nothing but the best of luck other than the games he plays against the Kings. <laughs> but, uh, it, you know, the Kings have, the Kings have, have, have moved on. Uh, again, he'll you know he'll always be remembered. Uh, he'll always be remembered as a king. Jonathan Quick will. He'll never be forgotten for everything that he's done. Again, the Kings do not hoist that Stanley Cup at their first one in 2012 uh, without Jonathan Quick. Uh, there's you know no mistake why he won the Conn Smythe Trophy. You know, in 20 games he allowed only 29 goals against. 1.41 goals against average, a 9.46 save percentage. I mean, that stuff's unheard of. So uh, that that stuff will never be forgotten. But uh, the Kings have moved on, and you know they're uh, they're putting themselves in a position now. Again, they got themselves in the postseason, and they're looking to uh, you know get back to the promised land again and uh, win another Stanley Cup. And in this case, it'll have to be without Jonathan Quick. We're going to take a big picture look at this entire season with Daryl Evans in a moment, but need to remind you real quick that today's episode of Locked on LA Kings brought to you by Athletic Greens. 
With one delicious scoop of AG1, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source, superfoods, probiotics, adaptogens to help you start your day right. It's a special blend of ingredients that supports your health, your nervous system, your immune system. AG1 contains less than one gram of sugar, costs you less than $3 a day, and it's showing one scoop and a cup of water. That's it. No need for a million different pills or supplements to look out for your health. And to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NHL network. That's athleticgreens.com slash NHL network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Wrapping it up with LA Kings radio analyst Daryl Evans. And Daryl, have you been surprised at how good the Pacific Division has been this season? A lot of people at the beginning of the season thought it maybe was the weakest division in the NHL, but we were seeing Calgary with a huge close to the season. They've got a big game coming up this week against Winnipeg. It's possible the Pacific could get five teams into the playoffs this season. No, the Pacific Division has been very competitive. I think, you know, when you look back at the early part of the year, the competitiveness was there, but uh, maybe I'll use the word inconsistent. You know, their teams would go on streaks, go five, four or five games that look great, and all of a sudden they'd pull back a little bit. Uh, but I think what we've seen for the last basically month, month and a half, you know, the top three teams, and, you know, you can't even push Seattle out of it. I mean, Seattle's been, you know, just hanging tight there all year. They've been very consistent in the way that they played, arguably maybe the most consistent team in the Pacific division it has been Seattle. Maybe they haven't had quite the burst that the other teams have had, but uh, for a team just in their second year, they've had a remarkable year that the three teams, uh, you know, I think they've done a great job at, you know, pushing each other. Uh, you know, you see one team win, you take a look over your shoulder, mm-hmm. even though they say they're, you know, you only worry about your own games. Everybody's well aware of what's going on, especially at this time of year. And uh, it's a, you know, a credit to all of them. Uh, they're all well coached teams. Uh, they all have different elements that, uh, you know, kind of separate them from each other. And, you know, we'll, we'll find out in, you know, in soon enough time as to which one's going to be uh, the one that's going to succeed and get the furthest out of that trio. And two of the three more than likely will end up playing against each other in a couple of weeks. So, uh, but they've done a great job and it's, it's made it that much more difficult, uh, you know, for the other teams around, you know, to come out this way and, and play, uh, you know, you got to raise your game to a high level. You got the offense and, in uh, Edmonton. Uh, I think when you look at, you know, the Kings, they're definitely a more offensive team, but probably no more for their defensive play, at least in the second half of the year. And then Vegas is, uh, they've been getting some timely goals and some depth scoring from, you know, from guys that they, you know, didn't expect to get from. Uh, and they've had some goaltending, you know, injuries through the course of the year. You know, when Jonathan Quick went there, he, you know, he, he came in and, you know, won a handful of games right off the bat. And, you know, that was a boost that, you know, maybe if that if that doesn't happen, they're not sitting there still knocking on the door, you know, at the top of Pacific Division. So um, it's uh, it, it's a lot of fun, but it just goes to show you how the parity in the NHL, how close everything is and how competitive it is. And, uh, for, you know, for these three teams, it's been playoff hockey. You know, Vegas didn't make the playoffs last year and, you know, the Kings and the Oilers met up in the first round and, you know, Kings didn't get past that. So there's a lot at stake here in in the next few weeks. Looking back at this season for the Kings, they hit the 100-point mark, which obviously is a big deal. Uh, and I know everyone is hoping they can take that next step and advance out of the first round of the playoffs, but it's going to be difficult. Um, do you feel that there's definitely been another step taken, though, this season for the LA Kings, regardless of how the postseason turns out? Without a doubt. Uh, you know, Unfortunately, a lot of people measure success by how far you go in the playoffs. 
And let's face it, if you if you don't win the cup, you're you know there's only one team that does that. So there's 31 teams that are going to be disappointed every year. Um, I think where you look at growth from the Kings, the addition again of Kevin Fiala, management did a great job. Rob Blake, Luke Robitaille, upper management ownership, you know, committing a contract like that to a guy like Kevin Fiala, who comes in the prime of his career. Uh, he's going to be around for a number of years. He's going to have an impact on this team. The patience and growth of some of the young players. I mentioned Adrian Kempe through the show. Gabe Velarde's game's gone to a different level. They committed to Mikey Anderson, an eight-year contract. Um, and then, you know, now the goaltending situation, you know, it's always tough to start a new chapter in a franchise, um, you know, especially when, you know, it, you don't go through a, a complete, a complete uh, you know, rebuild, so to speak. The Kings have done a remarkable job in a short period of time of getting themselves back to being a real competitive team. They still have a ways to go to, you know, to make themselves, you know, a, 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 a consistent contender, you know, for a cup. Um, but they're, they're, they're definitely on that path. So um, I think it's been a very good year. The power play has definitely improved. They have, you know, two power play units now uh, where in the past it was always, you know, coach had one set, you know, one choice, uh, you know, one set of guys to go over the boards and, and that was it. Now it's whichever unit's going, they're going to get the nod. And, you know, and there's a, you know, healthy competitiveness between those two units, a lot of different options. Uh, you know, I think uh, Jim Hiller's done a great job on that power play, adding some different things to it. The penalty kill is getting better, even though, you know, the numbers, you know, the big numbers aren't have, don't have a big difference right now. They dealt, they dug themselves such a hole at the beginning of the season, but they've been coming up with some very timely penalty kills now, uh, taking fewer penalties, more discipline. So I think the depth of the hockey club has, has come around. The growth, Quentin Byfield, who I mentioned as well, his game has come to a whole different level. He, you know, we now shows that he's an NHL player. He can play on a night-to-night basis. So those are the, those are the good things that, that have happened. Uh, so I don't think, you know, again, regardless of what happens, you know, even if the Kings had made the playoffs, you know, of course, you know, it's a step back from where you were last year when you do get to the postseason. But sometimes it's one step backwards, two forwards. You do have to find a way to win in the postseason. And that'll be the that's the next challenge. that's uh, it's on the table for the Kings right now, as it is for a lot of teams. Well, we're hoping for a long playoff run by the L.A. Kings. And if that is the case, we'll definitely get you back on the show to talk about what's going on in the playoffs but regardless, uh, obviously, we really appreciate your time uh, checking in with us during the season uh, and looking forward to hearing uh, you and Nick Nixon on the call on the Kings iHeart Audio Network uh, for the rest of the regular season and of the postseason as well. Daryl, great stuff. Always appreciate your time. Thank you so much for joining us today. My pleasure, Eddie. Keep up the great work, and I look forward to catching up with you in the playoffs. All right. That sounds good. I, uh, again, <laughs> hope to talk to you in uh, several weeks from now. That'll be great. All right. Thank you, Daryl. That is Daryl Evans, and again, one of the best in the business, uh, one of the nicest guys out there and always super, super accommodating uh, to this show and, and a lot of other shows as well. Uh, it's great to get his feedback on what's going on with the LA Kings. As we close it out, I want to remind you, coming up on tomorrow's show, obviously a recap of the big game against the Oilers coming up tonight. And don't forget, coming up on Thursday, we're going to have a fan feedback show, your questions, your comments about everything going on with the LA Kings. You can send me an email with your questions or comments, locked on Eddie at gmail.com, E D D I E. Uh, also, uh, you can make comments on the YouTube channel as well. I read all those comments and we pick out some of those as well to have us on the feedback show. We're on Twitter at locked on LA Kings and on Instagram at locked on LA Kings as well. I'm Eddie Garcia. Thank you as always for listening and watching Locked on LA Kings, part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Have a great day. We'll talk to you tomorrow. And as always, go Kings go.